0: Hi again, everybody. This is Jamie Allison. And this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. It's the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, different backgrounds, all people doing really cool things in their space. So we talk to athletes like we will today. uh, But we talk to CEOs, we talk to scientists, we talk to people just doing really neat things and things that people can translate some of those actions into their own lives. Um, And so we are going to focus on some of that today. And just before we jump into what I know is going to be a really cool interview. Um, A couple of quick things is a lot of if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you'll know that a lot of our guests talk about the importance of goal setting. Um, And, uh, and we have a partnership with, um, if you know, Michael Hyatt, who has really done a lot of research in goal setting. um, He has uh, developed what's called the full focus planner. And that's something that uh, you can uh, take a look at and and see how you can use it in your own life. It has journaling stuff, it has ways of, of setting goals. All of those things. If you go to our Instagram page, it's Big Ideas underscore Big Moves, um, and you go into the bio, you'll see a, a link there. Um, take a look at it and see if it makes sense for you. And and that's again called the Full Focus Planner. Um, the other thing is, uh, as we're going through the processes that we are right now, if you are in business, you're probably taking a look at how things have changed over the last little while. Maybe how your employees are changing how they approach work. Um, so we uh, have again a partnership with Epitome HR and uh, that's a, a boutique HR consulting company. Um, they have on their website an HR assessment you can take a look at. It's free um, and also lots of resources. So definitely check them out as well. That's www.epitomehr.com. Www.epitome, um, take a look and see if uh, something fits for you and, uh, and hopefully uh, take, it, take advantage of that. So I am really excited uh, to have our guest today. Um, Carrie Pierce is America's fittest woman, um, and she has been 2016, 2018, 2019, and most recently uh, in 2020, where she reached the CrossFit Games podium and is the third fittest woman in the world right now. Um, So Carrie uh, spent 18 years as a competitive gymnast and was on the varsity gymnastics team at the University of Michigan, um, where her team won four Big Ten championships, so uh, she's done Tons of athletic stuff before this. She was a three-time academic All-time uh, All Big Ten as well. Um, and in in addition to being really uh, that uh, uh, the big kind of persona in CrossFit, um, she also has um, entrepreneurial pursuits, which we'll talk a little bit about today because she has uh, uh, put together her own training program and, and company called Power Abs, which I know we're gonna we're gonna talk to a little bit today as well. But um, busy person, probably right now, really busy, Carrie, but, um, you know, how are you, how are you feeling about, uh, kind of coming into, I know semis are, are coming up soon. How's all that working for you right now?
1: Everything's going really well. Um, like you said, busy, but I enjoy being busy. Uh, we just had quarterfinals not too long ago. So started training for semis, uh, which is going to be in about six weeks, but it's here in Las Vegas. So there's a long way to hear if I ended up getting to stay in Las Vegas and compete <laughs> or had to travel. Um, but I'm really excited to not have to leave and get uh, just do it here with a couple of my training partners, uh, Bethany Shadburn and Danielle Brandon will all be competing together at semis, um, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: that's uh, that's what's I think really cool about this a little bit is is it is a very different format um, this year, even than last year. How's that format worked for you so far? Has it has it been something that's been enjoyable? It is quite different and and will be probably as it moves forward
1: yeah it's been enjoyable so far um so for the open i got to do the live announcement for the very first workout which was really cool and such an amazing experience especially after a crazy year last year and then got to come home and do the second two open workouts at my gym uh and then got a week off then we hit quarterfinals that went well and i mean just ended up getting my goal of qualifying to semifinals from quarterfinals and now training hard to get ready to go to semifinals because the top five from that will then compete at the CrossFit Games in July.
0: Yeah, very cool. And and last year, I mean, I think a lot of people who listen um, would know, um, you know, would have seen how different it was, I guess, at the 2021, you know, maybe just to find out a little bit of your experience there, because, um, you know, you didn't have the big crowds, you didn't have all of those things because of what happened in 2020. Um, what was that like for you as an athlete? Um, is it Was it really different? And was that a good thing or bad thing for you?
1: Yeah, I mean... So last year as a whole was definitely a lot different. I feel like for any competitor in any sport um, and CrossFit, first of all, I just want to say, I'm so thankful. Like we ended up having a competition to train for and to compete at. I know during the year, it was a little chaotic and stressful because you're training so hard and you're like, is there actually going to be an event that we get to train at because you know, the Olympics got postponed. All the other seasons got canceled or postponed. You're like, is there actually going to be a games? What's going to happen? Is it going to be in person? Are they going to be able to do something yeah. or is it going to be online? Um, so it's kind of, it was a long wait, but it was really cool that the way they ended up doing it. So the first day was we online, the top 30 male and female got to compete online. And then the top five from that competition ended up yeah. going to compete in person uh, in California, which was just such a special experience i feel so honored to be a part of it was different than anything before and it was cool only having five girls and five guys you got to know the other athletes better i think at the beginning i think we were all a little stressed we hadn't competed in a while and so there's a little bit of tension but after that first event everybody kind of just relaxed and settled in it was amazing experience to have being an athlete and then also like just with my coach justin cotler i feel like we got a lot closer through the weekend, uh, which was really cool. And like I said, an experience I'll never forget for many reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think in talking with anybody who was there, they, uh, they've said that, that, you know, a lot of times there's so many athletes around and everybody is so focused on their own stuff that you don't get to have some of that kind of more collegial kind of atmosphere that you have when you're training, like your training partners are obviously like that, but um, you have a little touch of that, I guess, in what was there last year, which is kind of cool. So um, yeah, maybe, so you've been, um, you're one of those people who have been athletic, through your your entire life because my understanding was you started gymnastics when you were about three so um why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to kind of where how you got to where you are today because it is quite different um although there's a lot of you know crossover there I guess but but how to talk to us about that
1: yeah so I love I loved your intro by the way um (laughs) and like you said I started gymnastics at the age of three and Mm. as you said did it for 18 years finished up my career at the University of Michigan Uh, when I was, I was born and raised in Ann Arbor. So I was a huge Michigan fan, but then also when it came by time for college, I'm like, do I actually want to stay that close? Do I want to go away? So it was a very hard choice, but at the age of eight, a lot of girls are like, I want to go to the Olympics. For me, I wanted to go to the University of Michigan and compete there and do gymnastics. So that was a goal of mine for a long, long time. Then when I actually got offered the scholarship and the opportunity to do it, obviously it was like a dream come true, but I had to make sure that was what I want wanted. Yeah. So I went down to Florida to visit the university of there and then just decided that I did love Michigan and ended up going there Did uh, gymnastics for four years on the varsity yep. team. And yeah, four big time, big 10 champs, as you said, which is, yeah. is really cool. Um, yeah. But then after gymnastics, oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, that's uh, yeah. After gymnastics, kind of what happened with the transition after that? So
1: yeah. So after gymnastics, like for me, I knew after college, gymnastics is done. A lot of mm-hmm. girls peak at 16, including myself. And then college, you're kind of like holding on, trying to stay healthy. I had a few ankle injuries, but obviously nothing catastrophic because I was able to continue on my athletic journey even after CrossFit. So after finishing gymnastics, I went to our strength and conditioning coach and was like, I still want to work out. I don't know what to do. He's like, you should pick up weightlifting and do an internship for Michigan Strength and Conditioning. Um, I got my degree in movement science, so I was very interested in anatomy, physiology, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was leaning toward PA school, physician assistant, um, but didn't really have any practical experience. So after shadowing in a hospital, some PAs, I was like, nah, this isn't for me. So I did some an internship and also did weightlifting and then yeah. also was personal training which was an amazing experience. I'm like, yeah, I want to be more involved in the fitness world. Yeah. Um, but after I did my first weightlifting competition, I had some back problems, realized I had a bulged disc. It was probably from gymnastics. Wow. <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, it was probably from gymnastics and then didn't end up showing up for a while and then had like some signs of carpal tunnel in my wrist. Same thing, probably from gymnastics, but I had like stopped, so Everything probably just like settle into my body. Yeah. Um, So I did a weightlifting competition, but after that was told I couldn't squat for six months. So yeah, it's, it's like any back injury. Have you ever had a back injury?
0: I haven't. I know lots of people that have though. And like, it's months and months and that's before you can even return to anything, let alone be at a different performance level. Like you'd be used to.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so at least like it was kind of a blessing in disguise that that led me to a physique show. So not quite bodybuilding because I didn't want to be quite as muscular as a bodybuilder, but like they have some muscle tone and i could work around my back injury i could do leg extensions and leg curls i didn't have to squat so i basically worked my muscles doing my leg muscles doing that i could still do upper body work um so i did a physique show then decided that wasn't for me because i didn't want someone to tell me how to look yep. but i learned so so much with nutrition that it was such an amazing experience moved to new york uh, with personal training at this time as well friend uh, or one of the other trainers at the gym was like carrie you're pretty strong you should do a powerlifting meet so did powerlifting um but during all this time since after i graduated college i had a friend that was like carrie you need to do crossfit and then i looked up crossfit it had gymnastics i was like no i don't gymnastics i'm burned out i don't want anything yeah. to do with it she's like it's not real gymnastics like it's not tumbling you're doing pull-ups and handstand stuff i was like no <laughs> so finally, when I was training for a powerlifting show at a gym, one day after I finished my training, I saw the games on TV, yep. Lay down a yoga mat, watch the games. I was like, I think I would be pretty good at that. Yeah. Then the owner of the gym that I ended up starting at in the city emailed me about starting CrossFit. So I met with him and I was like, okay, my friend keeps telling me to do it. I saw it on TV. So after I finished my powerlifting meet, I agreed to go in on CrossFit and that was in November of
0: 2014. Yeah, well, and it's, and it's kind of the right combination of everything that you had done to that point. It's, uh, it's interesting how it kind of flowed right into the sport that you're in now, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, Thank you. You know, one of the, the things that, um, you know, you probably, you know, you saw CrossFit on TV and, and things like that, a lot more people see that now. And, and, you know, the, The um, celebrity that kind of comes with being at the level you're at um, is different even than at that time. Um, Do do you notice, you know, especially with, um, you know, whether it's young girls thinking about, you know, in in the past, they may have had certain kind of paths, but now they see this as something they can do younger because you see this year, there are a lot more kind of teenagers doing really well and things like that. do you do you see that yourself? And and um, does it does it weigh on you? Or is it a, a good thing that people see you as such a role model, I think, especially young girls?
1: I think it's really cool. Um, I know, like, especially after I finished gymnastics, I because gymnastics was a sport where, you know, the lighter you are, the better like I've, yeah. I had a coach, you know, that told me I need to like that he could tell that I ate ice cream on my birthday. And just like little things like that, I think, you know, play a lot with a girl's mind, especially when you're fifteen years old. And I think it's really cool for younger girls um, now to see that it's okay to be muscular, it's okay to be strong, and it's o- okay to be different than you know what society might portray us or tell us that we should be, because like I said, from gymnastics, from seeing people when I was younger, it was like, you need to be skinny, you need to be skinny. like you can't be strong, you can't have muscles. So I think it's really cool that girls are starting to get into CrossFit sooner and realize it is okay to be strong and it is okay to push the limits in different ways than women ever have before. And I'm like truly honored when people have like, especially when parents reach out to me and be like, my daughter's a big fan of you. And she started doing pushups because of you or handstands or like have videos um, of the kids working out with their mom, if they're doing power apps or whatever it is like, this is so cool. And I think it's, it's changed in society like I said even from when I was 20 until now so I yeah. think it's really cool
0: yeah yeah well and and the other thing that that has afforded you is is you mentioned that there is is um, that you've been able to build a business off of kind of what you you do as well I mean I mean you're known for kind of ab strength and core strength as well so um, you know tell us a bit about that part of your journey as well because now you're you're kind of venturing into um you know I know it's personal training you're used to doing personal training but it's it is a business it is something that you're doing from that end and, and tell us how that's how that how did that evolve for you and what's it been like doing something a little bit different that way
1: yeah so power Habs started in December of 2018 mm-hmm. and I mean it basically stemmed from my long gymnastics background and gymnast having such strong cores and a lot of people complimenting me on my abs. Yeah. Um, I was working with a guy named Larry Connors. We started with gymnastics stuff and his assistant was like, your abs are amazing. Me and my husband are obsessed. Uh, you should have an abs program. And like you said, because of my personal training background, I was in gyms a lot and seeing people work their abs and doing things that weren't necessarily going to work to help them get abs or a stronger core. Just doing the same thing over and over expecting something different. Um, so I was like, yes, I would love to, I just didn't know how to go about it before. So Mm -hmm. having this business team behind me and then uh, my experience from gymnastics, from personal training, and then obviously CrossFit is, I feel like a triple threat. Um, so decided to create a power apps program, which is 10 minutes a day, five days a week, and there's no equipment needed. And yeah. Now we have over a hundred thousand people doing it around the world. Oh, wow. It's just been really cool. Yeah. It's been really cool for me. Just obviously having like the athlete side.
0: Yeah.
1: And I love CrossFit, but sometimes like you mentally want to get away from it. So it's really cool for me to like do CrossFit for the morning and then at night, like be able to do power abs or sometimes vice versa and just help other people and just be a part of their journey. And yeah. not but, everyone loves fitness as much as I do. So it's right. cool like pushing that on other people to become better and healthier and fitter and stronger.
0: It, it must be rewarding in a very different way in many ways, because, you know, one is personal re- reward for being, you know, for your a- own athletic pursuits, but this would be quite different because you would see people that maybe aren't professional athletes and are people who just want to take advantage of it. Um, and you see the change that that must be different for you. Is, is that something you see a lot?
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. And I mean, just talking on that, like we have a, a Facebook group, is called power abs so power abs obviously is like you know a good program and everything but I think the reason it's become what it has is because there's this amazing community behind it and now we have 40,000 people in our Facebook group and wow. it's people motivating each other which I mean like I don't even have to be a part of it it's like everyone in there is so positive and pushes each other and there's accountability buddies and like yeah. someone has their 30-day transformation and everybody comments on it and it's it's so cool for me to see and know that I like was part of starting it, but now it's like become bigger than me. And it's so much more than that, which is like you said, which I feel like being an athlete, like still doesn't compare to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, you're impacting so many people, which is, which is very cool. Now um, one thing is you, you obviously have a really busy life because you've got this heavy training regimen yourself. Plus you're doing the other things from, from that end. Um, Maybe a a different question is uh, what part of, of your life, do you struggle with being able to balance? Because everybody has that regardless of, you know, they're, they're just different focuses. What What's that for you? And, and how do you try to kind of balance yourself a little bit that way?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Because people don't necessarily like, you know, see that in the day to day life. And for me, because my life is so much training and power abs, that you know, there's not necessarily like the social side of it. Because yeah. for me, like being an athlete, I'm all in for power abs. I'm all in. And it's like, you know, that takes up my entire day because being an athlete, you have to sleep a lot. So I sleep, you know, eight to nine hours. And then when I'm awake, I'm training four to six hours. And then the other time is spent either like doing meetings or creating content or commenting or like answering emails, like things like that, that are associated with power apps. Um, And so I don't really, you know, like go out and hang out with friends. Like luckily we have an amazing group um, of athletes at the gym that I love being around. And I'll like FaceTime friends um, from back at home or New York every once in a while, but that's something that I definitely need to do more of. And like, even with my yeah. family, I'm like, okay, I'm driving to the gym. I'll call them real quick, but I'm like, I need to like sit down and like talk to them more, which I've gotten better at, but still there's definitely room for improvement there.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and everybody has that. And, and that's the other thing that we usually ask about is, is are you, are you, uh, um, when you set your goals, because you probably have very different goals depending on what side like whether it's your athletic goals versus your business goals versus whatever do you um do you just know kind of what it is you want to do are you one of those people who sits and writes things down how, how does that work for you
1: uh, for me like I don't necessarily sit and write things down like in mm-hmm. my mind I know what my goals are and I know what is going to get me there so like I don't I know a lot of people like journal in the morning and things yeah. and I don't know I never got into that I can see a huge benefit of that. But I feel like from the minute I get up that I'm like, okay, answer emails, answer Instagram messages, yeah. answer like things for the business. And then I need to eat and then I need to go do my training. So there's like other things, but I know what my goals are and what my day has to look like mm-hmm. in order to achieve my goals, whether it's like you said, for the athlete or for my business
0: yeah yeah well and it's and it sounds like that you've got a, a real regimen set up that way too, so um, so that's kind of part of it as well um, so how about um uh, from a mental performance side, do you have to do much there? I mean some people you know when when you're going into you know you're getting ready for the competition and and things like that do you do you have to do much from that end, or is it something that just comes naturally for you how does how does that side work for you
1: That's a great question. I feel like that's something. It is becoming more noticeable, like more noticeable through athletes and stuff. But I feel like something that's often overlooks everybody's always like, oh, physical performance, physical. It's like, no, like it's more mental than it is physical. And luckily for me, like I said, I started gymnastics at a young age. I started competing at a young age. So I was used to being in front of many, many people from five years old. Um, And luckily in gymnastics, we did a lot of mental training, because it's super important. Like you're one person in front of this big crowd in front of a judge, like, and you're on a four inch wide piece of wood, like your mental game has to be super strong. Um, So every week in gymnastics from, I mean, I don't, I don't know what age we started mental training. But until I graduated college, 21 years, um, we did at least half an hour a week of mental training, just visualization, watching videos, things like there was a lot of mental training that went into it. Yeah. Um, so even when I started working with my coach now, he's like, so like, what's your mental training? Like, like, that's something we, we talk a lot about because it is so important. I'm like, well, luckily, like for me, I've been competing for so long that, yeah. I mean, I still get nervous before the very first event because, sure. <laughs> you know, you have certain expectations for yourself. Yeah. Um, but after that, I kind of like ease in and I'm used to being in front of a crowd. So luckily my body knows how to respond to that. But I mean, I feel like mental training is important, whether it's, you know, during the day to day workouts or at competition, like you can't expect your body to do something at competition that you haven't been training it for. So everyone's like, oh, mental, you know, mental training for competition, like not mental training day in and day out. Yeah. And then because you've practiced that it's second nature when you do get to a competition and there's all these people watching you. Stuff like zone them out and just do what you do.
0: And how about from a, a nutrition standpoint? Because you know you've you've got your your head right, you've got the physical part of it, but to fuel that is is obviously something. And and I know you spend a lot of time with that. Um, do you um you, you know what? How do you approach that for for yourself? Is there a specific kind of like? Are you the kind of person who watches your macros and does all that stuff, or is it just um uh is a little more kind of just casual with it?
1: Uh, So I'm somebody who's very, very strict on what I eat. Um, I have become a little bit more lenient like the past year or so
0: um,
1: because I was so strict for such a long time, especially, I mean, like as a gymnast, I ate healthy, but then I really learned a lot about nutrition when I did my physique show, because you can't cheat nutrition when it comes to (laughs) stepping on stage and being like the leanest of your life. And it's because I wasn't training as hard then that my coach basically wrote down everything that I had to eat and when I had to eat it. And that was, it was oh. very, very hard. Yeah. Um, but then switching across it, it's like, okay, now you get to eat more, a lot more, but you have to fuel your body right. So You have to eat the right things at the right time to make sure that you feel good for your workouts. And it isn't about being lean. It's about performing. Obviously we do a lot of training. And so you're going to burn a lot of calories and you are going to be lean because that's the body type that comes with performance yeah. Um, but it's not being afraid of eating 350 or 400 grams of carbs a day. Um, because you know, a lot of people get afraid of carbs, like, oh, they're making me fat. But
0: <laughs> yeah. not when
1: you're working out that much, like you yeah, six hours fuel... a
0: day, you're probably burning a few
1: calories. So <laughs> just a few, just a few, <laughs> and all the, the running and the rowing and the Metcon- everything and all the weights that we're lifting everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've learned uh, what it is to fuel my body and I work with RP strength who. Did a lot, does like my macros and stuff. And I learned a lot from them about when to fuel and how to fuel. Very cool.
0: Um, so one of the things that we ask everybody is that we try to get a couple of actionable things that people could take away. And because you are um, the, the core expert and, and the ABS expert, which we've already heard about, is if somebody's at home and thinking, because there are a lot of people who would be listening, they just thinking, "Wow, well, I, I mean, obviously we want to we want to find out more about that. But even just at, at, if in their regular workouts or if they want to start something, are there two or three things that you would suggest they do to start with just to start to kind of build a stronger core? Are there a couple of things that you think are the, the first keys to get things going?
1: Yeah. So due to my gymnastic background, I always say hollow body holds, are the first place to start for people. Um, and if you don't know what a hollow body is, then it's basically just laying on your back. Um, start with like your arms straight out above you directly above your shoulders, above your chest and your knees bent off the floor a 90 degree angle Brace your abs so that your back is flat against the ground. A lot of people don't know how to correctly activate their abs and they're doing all these different movements. And they're like, I feel my lower back. Is that a problem? I'm like, yes, it's a problem. We need to learn how to activate your abs. And it's something you learn as a gymnast. I don't know. I want to say from four years old or very, very young, just yeah. how to properly use your core. And then if you can do it with in the position I just explained, like the goal is to have your arms straight over your head, your legs straight, your feet about six inches off the floor and be able to brace your abs and keep your back flat against the ground um, to know that you are properly engaging your abs. Um, so that's the first most basic Yep. fundamental, not easy, <laughs> basic, um, exercise to do it. It's very, very tough, even holding it for 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but it does ensure that you know how to activate your core properly. Um, and then after that, I like doing V-ups, which you start in the hollow body and then keep straight legs and you have to sit up, touch your toes. you can't do that, you can also do it with bent knees. So the hollow hold will help you just learn how to stabilize your core And then either tuck-ups or V-ups will teach you how to engage your abs and be able to move. And then also use your hip flexors, which are used in a lot of different ab exercises. Very
0: cool. All right. Well, and, and they will be tough for those people who haven't done a lot of that stuff. Those couple of moves are going to be difficult and that's okay. So Mm -hmm. um, that means they're working. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So um, just before we go in and we'll, we'll talk about um, kind of how to, to find out your stuff. um, I, I did have one other question. Do you have, Did you have um, a mentor um, that, you know, or somebody that has really, you've really kind of looked up through, through your kind of athletic journey?
1: I actually have it. I mean, somebody that I look up to on a daily basis. I mean, actually both, both my parents, um, they were both high level athletes themselves and they've supported me every step of the way. And like one One example is when I was 14 years old, if I wanted to go to Michigan for a scholarship, I had to go to the best gym in the state. They drove me an hour each way to go to gymnastics practice five days a week. Um, And anything that I've needed since like, they're right there for me traveling, you name it. I mean, I moved away from home and stuff, but they would always come visit me or come to my competitions. Um, And if I need any advice on anything, then, I ask them and I can always count on them to give me their best advice and the right answer.
0: Yeah. Those are the best mentors anyway. So, um, yeah. so what is the, what are the best ways to, first of all, I guess, to, to, to follow you and to follow what's happening with you. Cause you've got a lot of big things coming up. Um, and then the other side is, is your organization, your company. Um, what are some of the best ways of following that as well?
1: Yeah. So for me personally, um, Instagram is usually where I'm most present. Uh, my handle is just Carrie Pierce CrossFit. I'm usually good about answering DMs and stuff. So if you guys have questions or anything, feel free to reach out there. Or I know some people like Facebook and they use Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just Carrie Pierce CrossFit Games athlete on there. And like I said earlier, for Power Abs, we have an incredible Facebook group that's just mm-hmm. called Power Abs! Exclamation point. Um, and then also my website is just CarriePierce.com. Yep. So you can find all the information you need in one of those four places.
0: All right. And what we'll do, just so everybody knows as well, we'll put that in the show notes. So that, that way, uh, uh, if you didn't get all those, we'll make sure that it's nice and easy so that you can just click through and, and follow all those things. And, uh, uh, and you know, good luck in, in what happens in the next little while for yourself, um, where I know a lot of people will be rooting for you. So, uh, so good luck with that. And again, thanks for taking the time at a, at a very busy time for you. We really, really appreciate it.
1: Of course, I really enjoyed talking to you, and hopefully, I made an impact on some people out there.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sure you have, and if you haven't um, subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that because we have great people um, every week, just like Carrie. And uh, um, you know, again, um, you know, thanks for for coming by, and we really appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big books.